Hello there, EKN Nation. My name is Rob Howden. We're here for another edition of the EKN Debrief on the EKN Radio Network. It's February the 13th, uh, 2019. Actually, February the 15th, 2019 now as we're uh, working our way midway through the second month of the year. The, the review event here for this episode of the Debrief is the opening round of the 2019 Challenge of the Americas Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, California. Uh, the location for the event this week's show brought to you by Rock Cup USA. David Cole, you're pretty much going to quarterback this one. I'll uh, throw my two cents in here and there, but you were the guy that was on site uh, in California for the opening round of Andy Saisman's program, the Challenge of the Americas, the uh, series that has gone uh, to the Rock Cup program last year. You're going to give us the insights. Uh, first and foremost, David, I know you'll give us the whole overview here, but man, uh, anytime you go to California, I think you're Pretty much, you know, sure you're going to get some decent weather, some decent sunshine. Man, you guys got hammered with rain as well. I believe they're still getting hammered with rain. I'm glad yeah, I kind of got out of there, but I walked into, you know, more snow and more, more, more cancellations for school and stuff. So uh, as I kept telling everybody, I'd much rather have snow because sitting out in the rain just sucks. At least with snow, you can just stay inside or you can play in it. You know, you don't really want to play in the rain unless it's 80 degree weather, but when it's... Sure. Yeah, 40 degrees, you know, 50 degrees. It's it's not any fun to play in the rain. And not not too much fun. At least if you're driving, you had a chance to drive. But when you're out there like you were and a couple of the other guys were out there taking pictures, it's man, it's you're doing your job. You're, you're, you're digging in, you're getting your job done. But man, not not an easy day for sure. Well, the workers, I mean, yeah. they were out there with no breaks whatsoever. So from eight o'clock until you know five every night even five thirty, i think on saturday at least saturday we had you know sun uh through the the second half of the day so that was nice but you know sunday all day eight eight o'clock to five o'clock just sitting out in the rain no cover no shelter uh heavy winds at, at points you know it was uh you know they they definitely earned their money <laughs> uh david 12th season for the challenge of the americas and after they got that 10-year of course, the first 10 years all with the, the Rotax program. Last year, Andy Saisman making the move to the Rock Cup USA. Obviously, you know, the transition from Rotax. Uh, a lot of people kind of moved away from that. Rock made its move in. Andy said, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to go Rock. Uh, let's talk. I know you're going to get to numbers a little bit. You can talk more about the weather if you want. But, man, you know, 12th year, second year under the Rock Cup. Pretty solid way to launch the season for Coda. Yeah, and really the first time we didn't start the series in January. Yeah. Uh, I think the all previous 11 seasons began in January because it was typically a January, February, March. Uh, Andy moved it to April when Sonoma kind of came back in for the finale because March wasn't going to really work for it. So it moved to April. Uh, so now we're going February, March, April. So a little different this year. But as you said, we're back with Rock Cup, uh, the Rock Cup engine pl platform, uh, this being the second year that, that they've done that. And this also being the first time that the series began at CalSpeed. Uh, typically, we've always kind of begun in Arizona, whether it's Phoenix or Tucson. Uh, it, it started, I believe, at Willow Springs, the first inaugural event, or it was either Willow Springs or Button Willow. One or the Look other. at you going back there. That's good. Yeah, so 2008. <laughs> Wow. Uh, but uh, this was the seventh time the series had been to uh, to Cal Speed. Let's look at the numbers, uh, because I think, uh, obviously, you're looking at the growth of a program. Last year, you know, when Andy made the move from, from Rotax to Rock, in his mind, and you know, you and I sat down and talked with him. We had uh, we had our happy hour during the the the, uh, the practice day last year during uh, the final practice. He looked at what happened in 2017 and said, "Okay, I'm going to go to Rock as long as I match my numbers. I'm happy, right? As long as I'm about the same." And he was pretty much the same, uh, maybe even a little bit up uh, last year with with the addition of Briggs. Pretty solid start to get what almost 20, probably over 20 percent growth, right, coming into 2019. Yeah, it was growth across the board uh, in terms of numbers when you compared it to the Cal Speed event of last year. Uh, obviously, bigger numbers than their opener as well, too, in Phoenix. Um, so, yeah, across the board growth, uh, you replace the Briggs, which last year had 19 entries at Cal Speed. You replace that with the 11 100cc uh, entries that were there this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, and you're still, as you said, up, uh, you know, 123 was a mark. Uh, they, you know, we thought we were going to get 125, but uh, came up too short. Uh, but you know, overall, you know, the shifters was, was the big growth where you saw eight 
an increase of eight in senior rock shifter and an increase in nine in the shifter masters rock. So uh, definitely people are jumping on board to the shifter program. A lot of California drivers are, you know, kind of going back and forth here and there. And, and, you know, it was a great opportunity for them to kick off the season. Uh, you know, again, and then micro and mini, a lot of growth there too with six in the micro. Cause last year we only had one there at Cal yeah. speed. So, so the micro rock is really, uh, you know, booming there now with, with seven drivers total for the weekend. And then mini rock had 17, which was up five from last year. So David, in talking to people in the paddock and with Andy, um, you know, I think one of the key things is, you know, they've launched the rock California series. Uh, of course you've got the program growing in Southern California, more of the, you know, the, the programs are actually running a rock program. Then you look up to, to NorCal for the finale in April, as you said, at Sonoma, and they've got their own rock program up there as well. Is there, was there a feeling trackside and in the paddock that, these numbers are going to hold or potentially grow, you know, move into the second and third rounds. You know, traditionally we see series start with a big number, drop a couple for race two, and then drop some more for the finale. But, you know, the finale now goes into a, a region where there's a decent little group of rock people. Is the thought that it's going to keep growing or, or, or is Andy saying, hey, you know what, if I can, if I can stabilize and level off, I'd be happy. Well, I think it's, I've already seen two or three people mention that they'll be in Tucson that weren't in Cal speed. So that's already growth right there. Um, I think, yeah, being in SoCal, uh, you know, Andy has a lot of loyal customers. You know, that's one thing that, uh, that they really pride on is, is loyalty uh, with the program. So I think, yeah, I think we might break even with, uh, with what Cal speed is with Tucson, depending on, you know, people not going to Tucson, because again, we are going now there in March. March is going to be a busy month because it's leading into the summer season. So, um, you know, it's, you know, I didn't really have a chance to actually go out and ask people, Hey, are you going to Tucson? Hey, are you going to Tucson? Uh, But uh, you know, I think if, if looking at the, the, the people that were at the event, you know, I would say a vast majority of those people are going to be in Tucson. Well, you know what? It's a track not to miss. That's for sure. That, that facility at Tucson, it's, you know, obviously, being in Tucson, great restaurants, great food, awesome hotels, but the track itself at Musselman is just absolutely fantastic. So it always, always drops lots of people. Well, folks, we're getting started here. This is episode number 40 of the EKN Debrief. Of course, David Cole was trackside at Cal Speed Karting for the opening round of the 2019 Challenge of the Americas. When we get back after this break, uh, we'll jump in. David can talk a little bit about what happened as we get in to the Paddock Pass. Stay with us. More to come. This is Chris Wheeler, and you're listening to the EKN Radio Network. Hi, EKN listeners. This is Jeff Wessel from Streeter Superstands. When it comes to lifts and stands for your carts and the largest selection of shop and trailer accessories, we know all about building and giving you the best. The Streeter Superstands crew has over 30 years of experience, are cart racers just like you, and know that the Streeter name stands for durability, affordability, and most of all, quality. We're the original and genuine manufacturer of Bigfoots and Stacker Stands, and we build them right here in the USA, along with our best-selling Streeter Superlift, upright stands, and an ever-growing roster of shop and trailer accessories to outfit any trailer or garage. While some guys pretend to be number one, we prove it every day, every race. Racers demand the best, and Streeter Superstand builds it. Check us out at StreeterSuperstands.com. When it comes to the best in lifts, stands, shop and trailer accessories, and all the cool necessities to make your race day easy and organized, it's all at StreeterSuperstands.com. We innovate, not imitate. Roll with the best right now at StreeterSuperstands.com. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or Imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bent your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carting products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. 
Family-owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Hello, karting fans. This is Gabby Chavez, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to episode number 40 of the EKN Debrief here, of course, on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden and David Cole bringing you the review of the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas from Cal Speed in Fontana. Moving in now to the Paddock Pass presented by CRG Nordam. If you want to drive the best, drive CRG. After years of independent American importers, CRG Nordam is now managed directly by the factory and run out of their state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and they're serious about success. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. All right, David, into the paddock pass. Um, Again, great thing about uh, the the Coda program is it's got that cool, chill atmosphere. You get a chance to get around and talk to some people. The tents aren't all zipped up like some of the other programs. Uh, What what was the buzz? What what was going on in the paddock? Well, I think they were because of the cold, windy weather that we had on Sunday. That's true. Uh, Doors were locked. Yeah, (laughs) thankfully on on Sunday, you know, on Saturday, it it got sunny again. Friday was, was pretty normal. Uh, as a, you know, I was wearing shorts and, and a sweatshirt, so it wasn't too bad, <laughs> but the rest All of the right. weekend was bad. Um, no, you know, again, I, uh, we didn't talk about this yet, but I had a little bit of a late arrival. You could say, um, that's right. We didn't, we didn't go into that I, yet. Did we? That's I got right. there to the hotel, you know, originally I was supposed to land at LAX around four thirty PM Los Angeles time on Thursday. I didn't get to the hotel until Friday morning at 4 a.m. You got it. It was 4 a.m. So, so 7 a.m. Yes, I was listening to my home station's morning show as I was driving to the hotel to get four hours of sleep and head to the track. So it was, it was not a, uh, it was not a fun journey there. Let me just say that. So. Yeah, I was I was flying from Southern California to Florida for the Scusa race. You were flying from Michigan to uh, LAX, and and why we didn't just go back and forth would have been probably a better idea. But but you, that you're you texting, uh, we're delayed. Uh, I'm not even on the plane yet, or I may not get out tonight. Oh, I'm trying to get to Minneapolis, so they're trying to get me through somewhere else, dude. That was I was feeling for you. I didn't I didn't realize we never really talked about what time you got home. Got got to the the hotel four in the morning. Man, a 24-hour day, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah, not to mention uh, power outage at my house, 8 in the yeah. morning when I left, not coming on until Saturday night. So, you know, three days of my wife and kids at a hotel, thankfully for my in-laws. Um, and then, you know, I didn't have internet until until yesterday. Uh, yeah. We had a, the, uh, the, inter- the modem box for TV and internet uh, blue. So we didn't get a replacement until yesterday. So it's it's kind of been a trying two weeks uh, for for us here. But uh, you know that that late arrival kind of hampered my my plans and my my kind of timeline, especially yep. Friday because that's the day that you know we're able to walk around through the paddock. And sure. so my late arrival, and you add in the early sunsets and not a lot of light going on after the podiums, uh, I, I didn't get really very much time to kind of walk around and talk with people. So it was very limited. So, you know, just kind of going around looking, you know, obviously, um, you know, CRG Nordams, uh, you and Jeffrey was there with uh, Ron White Racing. So um, I got to speak with you uh, and a little bit, uh, had dinner with him one night. So, uh, you know, he was really happy with, uh, you know, the, the customers that were there and they're supporting them while, uh, the rest of his crew was in Florida with you guys, you know, enjoying the 80 degree weather yeah, it was yeah, tough. stuff. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, like that, a lot of, uh, a number of different teams that were in, in attendance, including, uh, the VME carts with Vince Mandarino. Uh, he brought in a number of international drivers, uh, not only, Obviously, Canada, a good group coming down from there with the ES with the with the new team, but also some drivers from Italy and Peru. Uh, so they were they they had a good uh, you know probably fifteen drivers on the VME there. Wow! So uh, good representation. Awesome. Uh, the Atomica cart was there with uh, 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 probably three or four drivers. GFC obviously making their debut uh, at the Challenge of the Americas as well uh, with that new chassis program. 
and, and then a new team with uh, Greg Welch launching the uh, Forward Direction Motorsports. Uh, they had pretty cool, cool graphics, uh, a good following uh, under their tent. But again, and I, I was not able to really speak with him about and a lot of other people about, you know, 2019 and what's going on moving forward. Well, that's cool to see some new people there. Obviously, uh, a positive to see so many guys on the VME Kart program as well. I know Vince Mandarino and his son Lorenzo have uh, worked very, very hard on that. Of course, VME Kart USA uh, doing a lot of racing throughout the 2019 season. Look forward to seeing them trackside uh, at many events. Dave, what about the debut of the the 100cc category at the Challenge? You know, obviously, they had the Briggs last year, 19 guys. As you had mentioned uh, off the very top, you had, what, 11 guys, I think you said, in the 100cc program. Give us some insight on on how that kind of fit in and how things rolled out for yeah, 100cc. Yeah, kind of, you know, how we talked about, you know, the, the rock program growing. You know, there's a lot more events now with the Challenge you add in, and especially the Rock the Rio, uh, which debuted last year in November. Uh, in Las Vegas, well, the the senior and masters 100 cc category debuted there. Uh, a combination of the of the Vortex VLR engine along with the IMEK 100 engine. Uh, challenge adapted to that, bringing uh, both the senior and masters classes into the program for 2019. Uh, it was great parity between the two engines. You couldn't really tell, you know, one was better than the other. Uh, there was only three VLRs engines there the rest were uh the k100 so uh the 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 real question going in was you know people asking about a junior setup you know uh you know promoter andy Saisman is not exactly set uh on the uh parity between the two engines at the junior level uh they're still kind of develop developing you know headers and and other other types of restrictions that that can work to make both of them uh similar uh, kind of what they are with the senior and master setup already. So that's uh, that's one thing that they're kind of looking at uh, moving forward. What about track layout for the for the weekend? I know that they uh, I think they ran a new track layout as well, did they not? Well, as we saw, uh, I believe it was in late December, maybe early January, uh, how CalSpeed shut down and and had some um, some upkeep going on uh, at the Fontana California facility. Uh, the new Grande layout uh, has a number of changes at, with a number of the turns around the course. Uh, most notably was in front of the grid. It was a longer straight line uh, to the kind of run a parallel to the grid rather than a big sweeping curve at, that we were used to seeing uh, with the old layout. Uh, also a tighter hairpin uh, that was in the, that we see in the middle of the track, uh, you know, that, that brought on, a lot of, uh, you know, the shifters were almost on the clutch, you know, like almost grabbing that clutch just because it's just a so, so tight of a corner and slow of a corner yeah. that uh, that they're there. And to compa- kind of compare it to what last year's layout was, the shifter senior rock was four seconds slower than last year in dry conditions. Wow. That's significant. That's a lot, man. It's big. It's a lot. So, so they've, 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 the layout has really made it more, more passing opportunities because before it was kind of a, a momentum track where you, you kind of just kept going swaying back and forth where it's kind of like a point and shoot turns now uh, to where you kind of got to go in, point it and go. And it, and it obviously provides, you know, more passing opportunities. Well, folks, there's the paddock pass from David Cole, giving you a little bit of insight. And, and again, as he said, normally, getting a chance to get into the paddock a little more, but coming in late as he did, then with the weather, everything kind of getting zipped up uh, a little harder to get some information, but still a lot of good stuff there and, and a good feel, uh, especially with the new teams coming into the Challenge of the Americas. You can feel and see that they have a uh, good momentum here in 2019. Let's go to another quick break here, folks. When we get back, it's time for David to, to go class by class. We'll have the race report after this. Hello, karting fans. This is IndyCar driver Zach Beach, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. The new year is upon us, and it's time to start the racing season. The Challenge of the Americas is the premier winter series on the left coast. The program is into its 12th season under the guidance of industry leader Andy Saisman and his fantastic series officials, promoting fun, exciting, and competitive racing for the winter months. Following a great opening event at Cal Speed Karting with over 120 drivers, the second stop of the program takes competitors to Arizona and the Muscleman Honda Circuit outside Tucson on March 8th, 9th, and 10th. The championships will be decided once again as the program heads north 
to Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center in Sonoma on April 5th, 6th, and 7th. The Challenge of the Americas is an official Rock Cup USA program featuring all seven of the categories from micro to senior shifter, and it provides Rock Cup International Finals tickets to series champions. Add in the TAG 100cc Senior Master Classes, all utilizing the Bridgestone Tire. Prizes are awarded each weekend, along with entries to the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas at the end of October. Head over to challengecarding.com to learn more and register today for rounds 3 and 4 in Tucson. It's the Challenge of the Americas. Let's rock. It doesn't matter what series, the VME cart is running up front. From coast to coast in North America and throughout Europe, VME cart is on fire. VME Kart USA is the importer for Vince and Lorenzo Mandarino's creations, racing and distributing the entire VME chassis line from cadet to shifters. VME Kart USA's focus for the 2019 season is regional racing through dealer JH Motorsports on the West Coast and Elite Karting Group in the Midwest. We're also set up to be at all the major events at our home circuit of Newcastle Motorsports Park, along with supporting drivers in Las Vegas this November for both Rock and Scusa events. VME Kart has secured big wins at big races, and there's much more where that came from. To learn about our chassis and program and to see what we're doing in U.S. karting every weekend, follow us on Facebook at VME Kart USA. Hello, karting fans. This is Sean Bailiff with Trendy Karting Group, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to episode number 40 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole uh, giving us a full review of his trip to the Challenge of the Americas opener at Cal Speed in Fontana, California. That happening uh, just last weekend. I was down at the Scusa Race in Florida. Uh, David and I will actually be heading back to California at the start of March for the opening round of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Now we're going into the race report brought to you today by Cometic Gaskets. Kometic Gasket has become a leader in the performance gasket market by collaborating with engine builders such as Roush Yates Engines and ECR from the Monster Energy Cup Series. Kometic's cutting-edge gasket technology has, been, has then been applied to the Burris Cup Series as a spec gasket, and from there, the entire gasket line for the karting market, including both two- and four-cycle engines. Kometic offers the latest and most complete line of gaskets for today's performance-minded carter. Visit Kometic.com for our complete line of karting gaskets. Custom build? No problem. Give us a call at 440-354-0777, and we can help. All right, David, Kometic Gasket, the sponsor of our race report. Let's uh, let's kick things off. Uh, let's talk about racing. Let's uh, let's start with Shifter Rock, senior. Well, there's no better way to start out the season than with victory, and that's exactly what Zach Pedanici did. Uh, the NorCal driver was able to sweep the day on Saturday, uh, including the wet qualifying and then winning the pre-final in the dry and then the final in the dry. Uh, coming up from 10th to finish second was Nikki Hayes, last year's third place finisher in the championship chase. Uh, so a good uh, return back for Hayes, uh, re- re- uh, regrouping in the final to finish second on the podium. And then veteran Brian Keck uh, running in third place in his uh, challenge debut. You know, for me, I think Zach Pedicci is very, very underrated. There's a there's a guy that you know came through the S three category, then moved to S two, uh, especially for his height. He's a tall kid, and he's able to use that weight, dude. You know, when we're at Lancaster, whatever race it may be, that guy can wheel it, and to be able to score a win there to kick off the season, good for him. He need, he needed that kind of, you know, he needed that that win. I think to put on the resume so people can go, you know what, this kid's fast. I've uh, like I said, I think. I think he's highly underrated as a, as a shifter driver. Yeah, it's been a great uh, last two seasons for him in the shifter ranks, yeah. definitely, for sure. Uh, moving over to Sunday, uh, it was, uh, as we said, completely wet. The uh, Luckily for the, the shifter senior rock, it stopped raining, but still all the water was there left on the racetrack for them to negotiate yeah. in the final. Uh, it was a tricky final. A lot of a lot of things happened. A lot of guys were there, and then and then dropped out for whatever reason, whether it be you know flooding <laughs> or or contact with yeah. a barrier or or uh, other mechanical issues. But uh, Nikki Hayes was uh, was actually trailing Callum Smith. Callum Smith jumped out to the lead, but with three laps to go, went off at the end of the straightaway, and that allowed Nikki Hayes to grab the lead and go on to score the victory. 
the story was really Ron White. Uh, White had a uh, DNF in the prefinal, and so he started dead last in a field of 21 guys. And I tell you what, the launch that he had uh, was not legal. Um, they actually, they actually (laughs) penalized him 10 seconds for exceeding track limits at the start because he nearly took out the head flag man going all four wheels off the painted line at the start, which is one thing they mentioned at the, at the, uh, at the driver's meeting was at the start, you are not allowed to exceed the track limits. Um, obviously in the rain conditions, guys were exceeding track limits left and right because again, the track is completely paved. There's no grass and only barriers and curbs to, to mark out the outside of certain areas. Well, in, in one certain spot of the racetrack, it's a double right-hand corner going down the hill to the start finish line. Guys were probably 10 feet off the painted line to, to, in order to get that extra grip with the non surf, you know, non, uh, uh, Patch surface, yeah. yeah what's, the grit. what's the stuff they yep, lay down? Yep. What's that stuff? Uh yeah, yeah. I get the sealer. The sealer, the sealer exactly. Or it is. So they would drive saying. 10 yeah. 10 feet off the sealer, pitch it to get the grip to turn right and then keep going. So it was <laughs> I, I I gotta get some onboard to sh- actually show people what it looks like because it was just it was it Great was idea. insane to watch. But so anyway, Ron White, uh, you know, had this amazing launch from last to almost, you know, what, fifth, I think, or something like that. But uh, obviously he received the 10-second penalty, but because he was so far ahead of third place Prescott Campbell, he retained the second position on the podium. So it was, it was a, as I tell you, it was a wild uh, final with guys just kind of dropping here and there. And again, you know, so that, that penalty should have been a lot, but luckily for Ron, he was able to get away from everybody. And Prescott uh, was actually the prefinal winner. He had some issues that he had to bounce back in order to get up to third. So good for him. So in the in the points, so like Hayes he, leading the way. Excuse me, Hayes is leading uh, the way over uh, Brian Keck and Pedanici in third as uh, we head to Tucson. So moving over to Senior Rock Saturday, it was the Cooper Beckland show. Uh, the senior rookie. Uh, was able to run up front all day long. Uh, the only battle he really had was with Jake Drew. Uh, the two battled in the prefinal. Drew had to come off for a meatball flag for his rear bumper coming off. Uh, uh, same thing in the final. Drew fought his way back forward, got up to Becklin, took the lead, and then the rear bumper came off again. So uh, <laughs> two two bad bumper races for for Drew, which cost him the victory. But that allowed Becklin to take the win in his uh, senior debut weekend. Uh, Colby Dubato, uh, he, both he and Becklin were doing double duty on the weekend. So they were one, two in the first final on Saturday for the senior rock category, uh, with Alex Saragusa, uh, earning his first Coda podium. Good for him. Good for him. So double duty running, uh, what else were they running? Uh, the, the, they uh, were both running the X30 yeah, senior. The, I mean, uh, the hundred CC senior? senior and senior rock. Exactly. Were, were they on, were they running the IAMI or the, uh, or the the VLR. Uh, both were running the IAMI. No, I think okay. Beckland. I'll have to double check that. But yeah, I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. All good. All good. How so about Sunday? Sunday was uh, Jake Drew basically showing the way throughout the day in the wet. Um, took the fast lap in the pre- qualifying, won the prefinal, dropped back to fifth at the start of the final but uh, was able to run back up to the lead and score the victory. Uh, He was able to catch up to Jim McKinney, the defending series champion who held the lead for a while, but uh, Drew was able to take the, the, the lead from him. Can I, can I, can I expect that Drew had the the bumper seriously safety wired on at that point? Yeah. It's something I, because of the rain, I never really went over to take a look at, but I'm going to guess a lot of zip ties went into, uh, into that paddock in the pit area. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he was able to beat out uh, Jim McKinney, the defending series champ, Colby Dubato with another podium uh, to uh, to grab the third spot. Uh, Dubato actually leads the championship chase over uh, McKinney and Becklin going into Tucson. couple of podiums to do that for you. Good job for Colby Dubato. Now, we we talked about the shifter seniors and, and Zach Pettinici and Nikki Hayes getting race wins. Uh, and, Dave, you talked about it at the very start, too masters shifter really kind of one of the big points in growth uh in fact i think the most growth at all right nine up nine from last year four guys in masters last year and and what 14 this time around 
Yeah, a lot of Southern California drivers were able to jump in, some guys from NorCal coming down. So it was a good mixture, but it was really the story was the Texas drivers coming over, uh, one of them being Rod Clenard. Uh, with CRG Nordam. Clenard was actually one of the quickest guys in qualifying on Saturday, but guess what? No transponders. So <laughs> no time what? for him. No oh. time for him uh, at, in uh, in qualifying. So he, in his first series start, had start dead last in the pre-final, kind of worked his way up to, I believe, fifth, and then uh, you know just emerged as a top driver in the final as he walked away for the win. The pre-final was a kind of controversial with Nick Firestone scoring the win but a penalty for contact with Vivek Tandon took the win away from him so he dropped back in the the grid but was able to work his way up to second and then Tandon recovered from finishing 10th in the prefinal to finish third nice nice good uh good to see both those guys working themselves back up after some issues but uh, again you can't you can't count out Rod Clenard. That guy's a wheel man, man. We know it. He's uh, there's a lot of good shifter kart drivers in Texas, and uh, I know that uh, when I did the Texas Pro Kart Challenge last year, he was always battling it out with uh, with Nathan Stewart, and they just have some epic battles. So good racecraft for Rod as well, and, and he's one of those guys that can really get off the line as well uh, at the start. So not surprising that he was able to grab a win. Yeah, the the team was powered by Fireball, if you can imagine that. If you saw any of the photos that uh, I we did post. <laughs> <laughs> we had posts. I love masters racing. Yeah. You know, I and, love, and you know, I don't, I had, I didn't have uh, Nathan marked down uh, in my notes, but he, he, he was one of the quick guys all weekend long. I believe he finished fourth on Saturday and Sunday. He was there too, but uh, had a mechanical issue. So that took him out of the final. Uh, but Got speaking it. of the final, that was actually won by Neil Joseph uh, aboard the CRG. So CRG taking both victories on the weekend. Uh, Joseph, wow. earning his first series victory, was able to outrun Chen and Clenard in the uh, heavy, heavy rain water or heavy rain uh, race. Uh, Chen, Chen, the defending champion, kind of was kind of bounced back from a tough Saturday and was there leading the race. But uh, Joseph was just a little bit stronger than he was uh, to score the victory. Clenard was there fighting for the lead, got spun around and had to restart and fought his way back to third after uh, going P1 and qualifying and the pre-final. The rain always shakes things up, doesn't it? Been, I, I always laugh. It's The single speed stuff's one thing. You're rolling the speed, but it's, you know, anytime you're in a shifter in the wet, it's tough because you got so much torque, the bottom end, you're, 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 you're spinning the rear wheels. It's, you got to watch yourself. You, you and I have both race shifters in the rain. It's, it's a bunch of fun, but you have got to be so soft on that, on that throttle. It's all about feathering it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Rod Clenard leading the points over Joseph and Chen. I believe that's the the top three heading uh, away from Calspeed. That is, that is. So that obviously is going to lead to probably Kennard going, Joseph going, and of course we know Chen will be there as a defending champion. So those top three guys will probably be in Tucson. So uh, and and again, Tucson provides great shifter uh, racing as we've seen in the past. So it's going to be an exciting weekend for for those two categories. Uh, let's move to Masters Rock. And David, in, at the start of the day, when you talked about how many guys we had here, there's 19 drivers in the, in the, in the Masters category, a really good field of Masters, not only size-wise, but you start throwing names out. You're talking Billy Cleveland, Paul Bonilla, Derek Wang, Eric Jackson. Like, you got some big names in Masters out there. Yeah, the first three you mentioned were the podium right. on Saturday. Yeah, uh, You talk about Cleveland, the 2017 Series Champion. Uh, he was up against Benia, a two-time series champion, going up against Derek Wang, making his actually first master start at the Challenge in America. So those three guys are very synonymous with USA Masters Racing. Uh, right. Cleveland was able to be the top driver on Saturday, scored the prefinal win, and then went wire to wire in the final. Benia was right there in second place, tried to take the, the lead a number of times going down the hill, to the start finish line, but just came up short every time. Cleveland definitely knew he was there and definitely kept him back and shutting the door. Uh, Derek Wang was there in third, trailing both of them, waiting for the right time. Just didn't have uh, the energy to really challenge, uh, suffered a rib, rib injury. So he was really muscling uh. his way through the final race there. Uh, you know, again, and he, I talking to him uh, on Sunday, he was thankful the rain came on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, rain's a little easier on your body, that's for sure. Um, what? Uh, how did things shake out on on uh, on Sunday? What? What? Like, were they, did they run in full rain on Sunday? 
Yes, Sunday was off. I think uh, the Masters Rock had one of the heavier downpours uh, in their okay. final. Obviously, qualifying and pre-final were both wet as well, too. So they were, they were battling uh, wet weather all day long. Uh, qualifying, pre-final, number of spins, number of guys spinning around. Cleveland even struggled uh, all day long. So he was a, he was actually a DNS on the final. Uh, he I think he elected to... Uh, to not race. So uh, that was the type of conditions that uh, these guys were racing in on wow, Sunday. Okay. Uh, but, you know, when there's a lot of water on the track, I guess Eric Jackson just loves it being a surfer. So that was one thing <laughs> Chappie said on the mic there was he was just finding his wave and found it all day Sunday, uh, able to sweep the day. And uh, the defending champion scoring his first victory of 2019 uh, Wang, as I said, was grateful that the rain came because that helped him to uh, to manage his rib injury to drive to the second spot where Nick DeGraff gave Viemi a 1-3 on the podium. Uh, DeGraff having a, another fast pace in the rain, just had some issues on the pre-final that made him have to come up uh, from mid-pack to get onto the podium. Yeah, good outing, of course, for the VME guys, as you said. Vince Mandarino is that was there. Jackson will take the point lead heading to Tucson. Derek Wang, as you said, in second, soldiering through that rib injury. And, and Paul Bonilla rounding out the top three in the standings. When we come back from this break, David's going to give us the update on Junior Rock. Uh, he'll talk about the 100cc categories. He'll do mini and micro as well. We'll cap off the race report from the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas after this break. I'm Jake Craig, and you're listening to the ECAN Radio Network. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Mad Old Nut Racing and Croc Promotion USA are focused on changing the paradigm when it comes to race teams in this sport. And the goal is to support dedicated young racers by giving them the tools and opportunities to succeed. Originally born as Mad Croc, the new branding is Croc Promotion, and Armando Fellini's product continues its dedication to quality and innovation. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut Racing is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our race results speak for themselves. A.J. Myers swept the first four Winter Series shifter cut races of the year, and Andrew Bedozo continues to assert himself as an emerging player. Crock Promotion has momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Crock Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. Are you looking for a new card shop? One that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time carding business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Cart Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a cart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading cart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI, MG Tires, Vinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shop. AKR.com. Again, shop 
AKR.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. ShopAKR.com. Hello, karting fans. This is JH Motorsports, and you're locked into EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief, episode number 40. Rob Howden and David Cole uh, bringing you the, the review of the first round of the Challenge of the Americas. Really, David kind of quarterback in this one. He was the guy that was trackside. It was a, a, what we called hashtag dual weekend for us that, uh, that weekend. I was over in Florida for the uh, final two rounds of the Scusa Winter Series. David, of course, in California for the opener for the Challenge. Uh, David, let's let's roll. You've got what Junior Rock, Mini Micro, and the 100cc category still to review. Yeah, Junior Rock, one of the larger categories of the weekend. Uh, again, last year was probably one of the bigger categories as well, too. Uh, Jonathan Ports was able to earn his first series win, uh, won the pre-final, and then went unchallenged in the main, just driving away from the rest of the field. Uh, Ethan Ho was able to win the fight for the second spot with uh, William Ferguson earning his first series podium on Saturday. Nice. Now coming back on Sunday though, Ferguson stepped it up again. I, I thought let's, before we talk about how the things went out, let's do the same as we did for masters. Was it, was it rain through the, like all the categories or did it kind of subside a Sun, little bit? Yeah. Sunday was all rain. That's, okay. I mean, all right. there was, there was no let, I mean, there was let up, <laughs> but it was all wet. All right. There was a thought of going to dries at one point, but then the clouds opened back up and everybody was on wet. Yeah, ch- so, change that decision quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, Saturday it was wet early on and it finally dried out okay. enough towards the end of qualifying to where people were going to slicks. Uh, there's a really cool photo of shifter qualifying to where the steam was coming off the slick tire as it hit the water. It was it's it was amazing to see that with the sun shining down on us. I it like was it. pretty cool. Scene. Nice. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So Sunday, um, the junior guys had to battle the wet weather again. They were hit by a pretty hard, uh, downpour during their main event as well too. Uh, but this one was a great fight up until about two laps to go when, uh, you had Ethan Ho, you had William Ferguson and you had Cole Morgan kind of going back and forth. Uh, Ferguson was running one line. Ho was running the other line. Ho led most of the race, uh, was able to qualify first in the qual or qualify P one in qualifying and then win the pre-final. So he led, uh, for the majority of the final until a lap traffic kind of got him held up that allowed Ferguson to get by. And then Ferguson, uh, was able to score his first series victory. Thanks. Good um, for him. The lap traffic also allowed Cole Morgan to move in, uh, to the second spot, uh, for his first podium in his series debut after placing fourth on Saturday. Ho not able to win again, so that elusive victory still sitting there for him. Uh, still goes in uh, second place in the points, so he'll trail Ferguson with Port sitting there in third. Pretty strong uh, weekend for Ferguson, as you said, Davis. Saturday gets his first series podium, comes back in the wet and is able to win. That's a, that's a solid weekend to start the program. No doubt about it. You know, it's uh, that second year type uh, mentality last yeah. year kind of was his rookie season in the series comes back with more experience and, you know, uh, was able to, uh, to show it throughout the weekend there at Cal speed. Dave, you, you talked at the start about the Briggs 206 program being replaced by the hundred CC uh, class and, and 10 drivers in the senior category. Talk a bit about uh, how the battle went in senior. Just look at the notes you, you gave me some pretty, pretty quick names in there. There were some quick names and quick drivers throughout the weekend. Uh, there really wasn't anybody that really stood out. Uh, Saturday, it was Adam Kasich that did stand out. He was able to uh, to come away with the victory. He actually ran Masters Rock last year at PKRA, winning both races there. So mm-hmm. a Masters guy won the senior category in 100cc to make that category's debut. You you figure that one out. Uh, but <laughs> but the guy that was fast all day long was Kyle Hayner. Uh, contact and a penalty in the prefinal dropped him down to ninth in the grid. He was able to drive his way forward with fast laps of the race. Uh, to finish second, he was on a VLR engine. Kasich was on an IAMI, and then Colby Dubato in third was on an IAMI uh, as well. Everest Fedler finished fourth. He was actually the pre-final winner. He was on an IAMI as well. Copy, copy. All right. So, what about the rain race? Who uh, who stood up in the rain to show us their skills? 
Well, the Sunday race was actually really good. It wasn't, there wasn't a heavy downpour yet. That was coming after their race. Uh, so okay. it was a wet track, but it was a great race. Jackson Dunn and Adam Kasich kind of just went back and forth, back and forth, corner to corner. Really, the only race we saw that was decided on the last lap throughout the weekend. Uh, the two kind of went back and forth, corner to corner. As I said, they got to the hairpin. Kasich made a move, got inside, but just couldn't come out of the exit strong and just kind of bogged as Dunn kind of knifed around him and was able to uh, to grab the lead and score the victory for his first series victory and become the second nice. different winner in the category that's new to the series. All right, let's talk about third-place finisher uh, Colby Dubato. Uh, all in all, pretty impressive weekend for him running here the Challenge of the Americas. Four podiums on the weekend. Yeah, as we said, he was one of the uh, double-duty drivers, him yep. and uh, Cooper Becklin. Uh, Cooper obviously had his podiums, but Colby was the only guy to score four podiums on the weekend. You know, as we said, three or two third-place finishes in the Senior 100cc category, and then to be able to just stand on the podium in Senior Rock as well. Definitely a, a strong weekend for him. So Kasich takes the point lead going to Tucson. Uh, Kyle Hayner in the second spot, Colby Dubato in third. So when they do get to uh, to Tucson in March, should be uh, some pretty good racing. Uh, Masters 100cc, Jimmy Gregory, the only driver on track. So of course he took the two wins, but hopefully we'll see more Masters 100cc guys come out and play in Tucson and in Sonoma. So, David, let's uh, cap off the race report with a couple of, of uh, re reports here. We'll do mini rock first, then we'll jump into micro rock. Saturday was a third straight Challenge of the Americas victory at Cal Speed for Logan Toke. Uh, the top cart driver just kind of emerged in the final as the driver to beat uh, as he drove away from uh, top qualifier and pre-final winner Enzo Deligny. Uh, Anthony White, the son of Joe White, making his series debut was able to uh, finish third in his mini, like in his mini rock debut. I like it. That's awesome. I didn't I didn't know Joe's son was racing. That's fantastic. That's great. What about Sunday? Sunday, uh, the the streak for Toke ended with Enzo Deligny uh, going away in the wet weather to score both the pre-final and final victory. Uh, he was just kind of in another zip code in the wet, just kind of ran away with the wind in both races. Uh, Logan Toke ended up finishing second with Ethan Thorne in his series debut with VME Cart from Peru ending up third on the podium. If I'm not mistaken, didn't we, did we not get a clarification? Did the, didn't the family of Enzo, isn't it Enzo Delaney? I think it, I, I, I'm pretty sure they came and corrected me last time I was announcing well, one of the races. You so. announce I don't, so I'll say it how I want to say it. I'll <laughs> say it how I spell you, it. <laughs> you, you type it out so you can I'll say it. Say so you can say how it. I spell it. <laughs> I like it. That's right. funny. Well, I have to say, hey, if he's and if he's winning races, I better I better get it right because it sounds like it's going to be happening more and more here in 2019. That's true. That's true. He uh, he had a great run there, and I believe he's in Florida Winter Tour right now, racing in Miami. So okay. uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, yep. So he'll he'll end up lead, he left the weekend as the championship leader. Uh, Logan took sitting second, and then White who. Uh, who actually came up from 12th in the final to finish fifth, will sit third in the standings. Nice. Well done. Well done. Now, uh, again, uh, another one of the big categories that kind of showed some major growth was, was micro rock. Last year, we had one guy running around the back of the, of the mini rock uh, races. This time, they actually had seven in micro rock. So pretty good uh, jump there. And again, as we know, David, numbers breed numbers, right? When you have one, it's hard to get more. When you have seven, Pretty easy to get two or three, four more back in. All of a sudden, you're double digits. It, yeah, and we actually had to separate it this time, obviously, yeah. uh, reaching that number. Uh, you know, uh, the officials decided to, to split it up because originally uh, going into the weekend, the mini rock and micro rock were going to run at the same time. So uh, so that kind of, you know, made the day a little bit longer and took away those breaks for, for all those workers. But uh, we were able to get through it. Uh, but on the weekend, it was uh, the Filippo Salo show uh, as the Italian with VME cart was able to sweep the action on Saturday and then score the big win on Sunday. Saturday, uh, Salo drove away from Nico Safari, 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 and uh, Zachary Wool. Oh man, Walrod, Walrod. Yeah, see, you can't have Smith or Johnson. It's just so much no. easier. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so that was, you know, everybody was pretty spaced out on Saturday. Same thing on Sunday, except, uh, Walrod had a, uh, an issue late or early in the, uh, uh, final. So he was charging his way up through the field in the final, uh, catching solid lap after lap after lap in the wet. And it came to just 95 thousandths of a second separating the two at the checkered flag. So it was, there was no passing. But it was a great run to uh, to the checkered flag for both drivers. Uh, Gage Jarvis, last year's champion, rebounded from a DNS on Saturday to end up finishing third. Just great to see Gage out there getting a chance to race with people now because he was the guy. He was the one guy on track last That's year it. that was running with them with, with the with the mini rocks, right? And he was he, getting he'd get lapped sooner or later. But uh, good to see him back out there. Yeah, he had he had one guy join him in Sonoma. Uh, that right. was Nico, I believe. That's right. Yeah, and, you're right. Uh, I think that was your buddy, right, Nico? That's right, Nico Sarfati. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so definitely the numbers growing to go from just two overall last year to having seven at the opening event is a good thing. So top three, uh, Salah with the point lead, Walrod second. Is it Cypress Andrus capping off the top three? Cypress Andrus. Now is that yes. obviously that name I could say it, it wasn't on the podium at all. So it must have been no. a couple of good, like fourth, fifth place finishes. Uh, yes, yeah, he was top five both days. So yeah. again, you know, with Gage having the issues he had on Saturday, uh, Cypress was almost on the podium on Sunday, but I believe he spun, so that dropped him down to fifth, fourth or fifth. Well, there you have it, folks. David Cole's giving us the full race report from all the categories involved in the challenge of the America's opener. Of course, the first round uh, just a week ago at uh, Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, California. Let's jump in and have a look now where David and I are going to be over the next uh, month or so. Uh, This is the EKN Trackside Live race calendar brought to you by Rawlison Performance Group. At the Rawlison Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive-and-drive race team with countless wins on the national regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development, and that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our goal, our program rather, will help you raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, RPG needs to be your next move. All right, David, let's essentially look at the month of March because we're only mid-February here, but we're not going anywhere until that first weekend. We start things off. We actually, you and I both head back. Hopefully, your flights will be on time this time. Uh, we go for the Scusa Pro Tour Winter Nationals, third running of the Winter Nationals after two years at NOLA. We're going to Fontana and Cal Speed, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd. That's uh, that be a pretty big event, I think. That's just two weeks away, away Rob. I mean, I just, we, we will be I calling uh, the last round of practice. May, oh, well, no, it'll be lunchtime. So it'll we be should lunchtime. be at In-N-Out Burger. Oh, I love it. I love the way you think, bud. That's, yeah, that's what we're doing. By the, by the, way. By the way, the over-under was two this past weekend. I yep, was only I, there twice. You only went twice this past weekend. Well, hey, it would have been easily three, maybe four, had you landed when you were supposed to land. Had I land, it would have been three for sure. Uh, for sure. But uh, I'm trying to think. Saturday, I went out to dinner. Yeah, so that kind of cut it. And then well, I had it for let's Sunday be, at lunch. Let's be real about Thursday. You would have landed and went straight to In-N-Out. I probably would have right had it the, twice. Yeah, Thursday. That's what right. I'm saying, right? You would have went straight to In-N-Out, the one at the airport, LAX. Then you would have driven out in traffic. It would have been like two hours or three hours to get there in traffic. Yep. And then you would have stopped at the one on Ontario Mills. Yep. Went through the drive through and then came to the Well, drive-thru. you know, that's the great thing about where the hotel was. We we had the one right there, and it was the drive up one. So that was my Ooh. first time doing a drive up one. But you could walk up to the count up to the window. Very so nice. we got out of the car, walked up to the window, ordered, took it back to the hotel, and ate it. It wasn't the same, so- but it was still a pretty cool experience. <laughs> All right, let's uh, next race after that. David's actually uh, right back. He'll go home to to Michigan, right back west again. For the second round of the Challenge of the Americas, as we've talked about already today, at Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson. Um, Chappie on the mic for the first race. Eric Brennan, who works on the WK Manufacturers Cup can live program. He'll, of course, be at the, the next race for Man Cup. Uh, he'll be actually on the mic. I can't be there again. I have a conflict with the IndyCar opener at St. Petersburg. And then I'll be back at the uh, at the finale at Sonoma, I think. I think Chappie's going to be there too as well. I'm not sure if it's going to be me and Chappie. Uh, I think it may be. But otherwise, David, you're going uh, back to the challenge again, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. Yep. Uh, back-to-back weekends. Got to go California one weekend, Phoenix or Arizona the next. So luckily, it'll be two weekends full of in and out Burger. 
uh, Mexican restaurants. It'll be uh, it'll be good. Racing wise, it's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, again, Pro Tour going to be phenomenal. First time at Cal Speed, Challenge the Americas, going back to Tucson, one of its original homes. Uh, just a great circuit to watch racing. Agreed. I love that place. And, and the, one of the cool things, folks, if you've never been there, where we sit, you never n- normally know where the announcer's booth is going to be in, in timing and scoring. At, at Musselman, it's in this, what, it's probably a third story or maybe fourth story. That's how tall this this tower is. And all it is, it's a steel frame tower with a little box on top where we sit. And it's an um, unbelievable view of the racetrack up there. And it's a little sketchy going up and down the stairs. <laughs> But it's a great place to watch the race, right, Dave? Oh, it, it, you can see everything from up there. But yes, yeah. getting up there with 20 mile an hour winds is not fun. Or going down. Super. It's very true. Uh, final weekend of the month, March 29, 30-31. It's actually our second dual weekend of the year. David will be at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series race at GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville. I will be at the iconic Denton, Texas facility for the opening round of the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. Another dual weekend. Of course, we have the EKN and EKN2 now. We started the second channel so that we can stream uh, stream two different uh, events like we did uh, this past weekend with Scusa and Coda. Uh, so there, there's our EKN Trackside Live race calendar. We've got four events coming for you in March. A lot of great racing. And of course, if you're at home working on the carts, maybe you're stuck up north like David and Cole and I are now. You got the heater out in the garage. You're working on the working on the cart, getting ready to go. Flick us on. You're going to be able to hear uh, race coverage almost every weekend uh, throughout the month of March. David, going to give you an opportunity. We got a couple more minutes. How about you wrap up the first round of the Challenge of the Americas? And I know you want to talk about the constructors and just kind of talk a little bit about the. the well, again, first off, thank you to all the uh, Challenging the Americas and Cal Speed staff who who stood out in the rain all day long without a break in the schedule, both days. And, you know, luckily Saturday, the sun came out towards the end of the day. So that was good to see. But uh, again, huge kudos to them. Uh, Looking at the uh, Constructors Championship breakdown, I mean, wow, 12 different chassis brands scoring a victory on the weekend in the in the different categories. Dave, Dave, that's that's never happened. Uh, Well, you know, that many in one weekend? For victory-wise... I I would say probably not in a very, very long time. Uh, And again, VME cart leading the way with three victories, Uh, CRG comp cart and Ricardo with two. Oh, not to mention K and K with two. Thanks to Jimmy Gregory right there. Uh, Again, powered by fireball. Fireball. (laughs) Brill art. I, I fully I fully endorse that program. Yeah, Burrell Art, Expree, <laughs> FA Cart, Formula K, Cosmic, Top Cart, Tony Cart, all scoring one victory. So again, twelve different brands scoring victory on the weekend. I think Eight. I think with our constructors championship when we do the top five, I think we can see like maybe twenty brands scoring yeah. scoring a top five finish, but to have twelve score a victory is a lot. And what, you know, David, I know that you're the one that takes care of the spreadsheet for our EK and Constructors Championship. When was the last time you remember uh, that all four of the OTK colors scored a win? One for Tony Kart, one for Cosmic, one for FA, one for Xpree. All getting a victory. I'm going I'm to say a Rock Cup weekend somewhere, maybe Florida. <laughs> so? I don't, maybe. Uh, to be honest, yeah, it's, it's not very common that you see all four, uh, but we're yeah. seeing the Xpree really become a fad now a lot of different uh, drivers are picking the the orange color um obviously fa card has been kind of reserved for say nash motorsports or uh comic cart sales they they sell a number of fa carts uh derek wang Wang is always running an fa cart uh as well uh cosmic with the rollison performance group we see them winning at least one a weekend Uh, and of course a lot of people on the green so yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, Dave, cap things off here. We're done for this edition of the uh, the debrief. Wrap it up, and uh, I'll put a bow on it, and we'll we'll get this thing out on the EKN Radio Network. Well, again, I think we're going to see more drivers who are not in Cal Speed plan on being in Tucson. Uh, I've already seen on social media three or four or five different guys say, "Hey, we'll be in Tucson." So, uh, you know, it's it's a matter of the guys that were in Cal Speed still going to Tucson and then numbers will be hopefully above the 125 mark because again last year we saw growth from race to race to race so we've seen four straight races with the Challenging Americas grow so I hope it I hope it becomes a fifth race in next month 
Well, as we always say, David, numbers breed numbers. And you look at the numbers here. I've got the sheet in front of me, like you said. Seven in micro, up six. Uh, 17 in the mini rock category, up five. Junior rock, up four. Senior rock, up five. Masters rock, up two. Uh, senior shifter, up eight from 13 to 21. Master shifter, up nine. Five up to 14. And then, of course, as you said, David, 10 drivers in senior 100cc. Uh, just really solid growth for the program. And I'm sure Andy was able to kind of smile a little bit and say, you know what? This thing's going back in the right direction. Definitely. Uh, you know, he he had a great attitude all weekend long. Um, you know, the workers, again, just happy to be back at the racetrack with Taylor and Mark and Angel. And again, just seeing the, the Coda family there, all the racers and competitors and teams. You know, again, that laid back atmosphere was really cool. Well, there you have it, folks. Episode number 40 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a full review of the opening round of the Challenge of the Americas. Next event, as we said, taking place at uh, Tucson uh, in the second weekend of March. If you want to go racing, get yourself to Arizona. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>